0: From Wispolitics in Madison, you're listening to Capital Chats. Hello, everyone. I'm Adam Kellenhofer, reporter at Wispolitics.com, here with a Capital Chats episode brought to you by Spectrum. Today, we're going to be taking a listen to an interview my colleague Kate Morton recently did with U.S. Representative Tom Tiffany. He is a Republican from Manaqua. So, Kate, what did you and Representative Tiffany talk about?
1: Yes, Adam. So one of the things we touched on was the debt limit increase. And Representative Tiffany basically told me a little bit about what it would take for him to get on board with a clean debt limit increase, and touched on some border security legislation that the House is going to be taking up this week. And I also asked him a little bit about a possible bid in 2024 for U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin's seat.
0: All right, let's just take a listen.
1: Just to start off, House Republicans have passed a bill to raise the debt ceiling. Secretary Yellen has said the country could reach that ceiling in about a month. So how are negotiations going on that?
2: Well, the House has put forward a plan to be able to deal with the debt limit. We call it limit, save, grow. And what it does is it gives president biden what he's asking for with a 1.5 trillion dollar increase in the debt limit in other words giving him another credit card but We believe that there should be some savings as a result of that. And so what we do is we reduce spending over the next 10 years by $4.8 trillion. And we do it in a responsible manner. But the more important thing, or just as important in there, is that we put some reforms in, like having work requirements, as you saw with the referendum in Wisconsin, Uh, a month ago, 80% of people agree with work requirements. Uh, We get rid of the 87,000 IRS agents that were funded last year. So there's things like that. But there's also some pro-growth things like um, the RAINS Act is going to go in there. And uh, so we've just got, um, the one other thing I'd mentioned is HR1, which was the lowering energy costs uh, bill that we just passed a couple weeks ago. Uh, we should get back to energy independence. That's going to help America grow also.
1: Okay. So um, I guess, are there any things in the debt ceiling bill that you think really need to stay in there in the process of these negotiations with the president?
2: I think they should all stay in there. But I will say one thing that uh, not many people are talking about. Judiciary, which I sit on the uh, Judiciary Committee, we passed the best secure the border bill, perhaps in the history of the United States um, two weeks ago. And we're going to probably vote on it on the floor of the house this week. And hopefully we'll pass that bill. I would personally, and I'm not speaking for leadership or anybody else, I would trade a $1.5 trillion increase over the next year in the debt limit if President Biden would take our secure the border bill and call on Democrats to implement it into law. That's how important it is to secure our border with all the damage that's being done to our country.
1: Okay, well, another um, relating to the border security issue, we know that Title 42 is going to be expiring, so uh, that basically allows the U.S. to deny people asylum at the border due to public health risks, as you know. Uh, Do you think that should be extended? Do you have concerns about that as well?
2: So Title 42, as you just explained quite well, is uh, meant to deal with public health. That is not what we should be using Title 42 for. Now, it's it's the only thing that's keeping people uh, uh, from coming across the border. All other means of keeping people from coming across the border illegally, President Biden has wiped those out, but it shouldn't require Title 42 to do it. And I would go back to our bill that we just passed, the secure the border bill, and President Biden should get behind it. Let's resume building the wall. Let's have asylum uh, the hearings, uh, have them take place in Mexico or in safe third countries, if we just started doing all those things, stop mass immigration parole, if we do all those things, we could secure the border and we wouldn't have to worry about Title 42. We have the plan in front of us. We're going to vote on it this week. President Biden should embrace it.
1: Okay, well, I just want to touch on another local topic. Um, there's been an ongoing dispute about the Flembo road closures with the tribe and residents. Maybe you could provide us with a little update on that. And have you spoken to anyone locally recently about that issue?
2: You know, I've talked to some local citizens Um, I've stayed in touch with people in regards to it. Uh, Very early on in the first week when this happened back in the end of January, early February, we reached out to the tribal attorney, left a message, uh, made a couple phone calls. We have not heard back from them. And so really not much has changed at this point. And uh, I mean, really what, so first of all, the lack of flambeau have a legitimate claim in regards to there's an expired easement that's being used on their property for people to be able to cross those roads. But, to extort people to the extent of $20 million that the tribal council asked for a couple months ago. I mean, that's just unreasonable. And reasonable people would come to the table and they'd say, okay, we've got these um, appraisals and there have been appraisals done for the tribe. They should just produce the appraisals, have everybody put their cards on the table. I mean, that's how a negotiation works um, or should work is everybody puts their cards on the table and let's figure out a reasonable alternative $20 $20 million for um, those short segments of road really is not reasonable. And and also, uh, the tribal council is not being reasonable also in that the uh, money that goes for tribal transportation programs, and the tribe does take money under the TTP program, you cannot close a road when you're using public funds in such a way. So they've really defied the law in that regards also. It's time to get back to the table. Be reasonable. Have everybody put their cards on the table and come to an agreement.
1: Okay. Well, we do know. I believe the barricades have been removed temporarily. They're working on negotiations right now. Do you? Are you hopeful that those negotiations are going well?
2: Yeah. Hopefully, um, they're going to be able to come to a good resolution. And I really emphasize, you know, it's, it's a tribal council that has done this. I know tribal members, and I've heard that tribal members that do not support what is going on here. They don't think this is a good way to approach it. And really what you have here, I think to a certain extent, is this tribal attorney who lives over in the Twin Cities, is used to doing things in the Twin Cities way, which has largely become a lawless place over in Minneapolis. And he's kind of imposing his views now on on neighbors who have, Always who have tended to get along in regards to these matters when it rec- when it comes to roads and things like that. And he's really interjected himself into this and appears to um seeking to have more disagreement than trying to create agreement. And it's unfortunate because I do think that there's some good people in the Lacta Flambo tribe that would like to see a reasonable, um um, a reasonable um dispute resolution to have happen here.
1: Well, I want to talk about another big Wisconsin topic, which is the gray wolf. You've introduced uh, legislation to delist the gray wolf. Um, Why do you think that issue is so important? Why do you think your bill is so important?
2: Yeah, you know, unless you live in wolf country, you don't know the impact that it has, whether it's farmers who have their animals that are um, disrupted. And oftentimes, by the way, is not that they, they're killing cows or sheep or stuff like that. Um, it's the disruption that it causes. And as a result, they have a decline in production, whether it's um, rate of gain for beef or dairy production, um, just having them stirred up like that causes um um, decreased production and that causes as much of a problem as anything people with their uh, pets that are being taken on a regular basis people that can't let their pets outside so it's very disruptive when you are in wolf country and i think a lot of people don't realize how disruptive it is and uh but the main thing is that the wolf has recovered And it's a great success story under the Endangered Species Act. We should be celebrating because we can now delist the wolf. It is recovered. I mean, the recovery goal by the Fish and Wildlife Service is 100 wolves in Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan combined. We're way past that. It is time to delist the wolf. And there are 26 wildlife biologists here in the Upper Great Lakes that 10 years ago sent a letter off, public letter, saying, it is time to delist the wolf. We're endangering the Endangered Species Act when we don't delist an animal that is recovered.
1: Okay, well, I want to pivot a little bit now to 2024. You've said you're considering a run for U.S. Senate. Uh, Have you made a final decision and what are you kind of weighing, which factors are in your mind as you consider that?
2: No, you know, I sit on two committees, Natural Resources and Judiciary, and we've been extremely busy um, with all types of topics, trying to um, get America back on a path of energy independence and making sure our First Amendment rights are protected, that the FBI is doing its job. I mean, there is so much that is going on at this point that I really haven't given it a lot of thought. I mean, my answer uh, when asked about it a few weeks ago was that... um, Each election cycle, I evaluate where I can best serve the people of the state of Wisconsin. And that goes back to the days when I was in the state assembly over a decade ago. That's always the question I ask. I talk to my family. And I really haven't made that evaluation at at this point over the next few months. We'll do that. And if it seems like the right time, then, then we'll do it.
1: Okay. Um, I also want to touch on the presidential race. That's going to be a big thing coming up. Do you have any preferences in the race at this point?
2: I I, uh, I will not be endorsing in the presidential race. I think that's the job of uh, my constituents, people across Wisconsin and people across America, they're going to make the decision. They'll get the chance to weigh in when we have primaries next year and um I suspect it's going to be a good dynamic primary which is a great thing and as long as we talk about the issues that we make it about that we make it about policy and not personality i think we republicans have a great chance because i mean i think back to president biden's uh state of the union speech which i was there for that and you see a man who is in decline he's weakened at this point and you know i think most Americans recognize that at this point. And to me, it seems to be a metaphor for America that, you know, we're no longer energy independent. The cost of living is going up. Inflation is on the rise. Our board, We really have no border. And when Title 42 goes away this week, uh, we may basically be a borderless country here in America. You have all those things that are going on. And President Biden really has not offered solutions or the things that he has offered have not provided those solutions. I think we have a golden opportunity. We just have to make sure that we stay focused on policy.
1: Okay. And one last thing, uh, President Trump has said he may not attend the first few debates. One of those is set for Milwaukee. Um, are you hoping that he attends? Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, debates are a good thing. Uh, um, the American people get to see um, what people have to say, what they're what these candidates, what their priorities are going to be. I think debates are important. And, uh, uh, you know, we see the Democrats at this point, they're saying there will be no debates. And there's a candidate running against President Biden and Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, Why would you not have debates to be able to allow the American people to assess the
0: candidates? So I think debates are a good thing.
1: All right. Well, I think that's all the questions I have. I really appreciate your time.
0: All right, Kate, thanks for bringing us that interview. If our listeners want to read more about election news uh, and Tammy Baldwin's bid for re-election, they can head over to our website at wispolitics.com. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnhofer.
1: I'm Kate Morton.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Wispolitics Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum.